Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Welcome to a special edition of The Howl. I am your host for tonight's show, Rob Hess. We are coming at you as a result of some sort of breaking uh, news that's gone on. So for anyone that is not aware, there was a report yesterday that Jimmy Butler was going to meet with Tom Thibodeau today, a sort of a meeting, kind of touch base. We've been wondering kind of all off season what the plan was with Jimmy Butler. Obviously, there's been lots of rumors in regards to the situation with him and the Timberwolves, kind of the behind-the-scenes issues. The newest report today, Carl Towns won't sign a contract extension until the Timberwolves handle the Jimmy Butler situation. Now, again, there's not necessarily any way to know what exactly that means. Does that mean he'd like him traded? Does that mean he just wants a resolution? As in, uh, you know, is he going to stay? Butler, that is. Is Butler wanting out? I think he just wants to know what's going on before he signs on the dotted line. So as a result of that, we are going to do uh, some 2K simulations uh, for this week's uh, special show here, taking a look at a few different options. So we'll we'll first take a look uh, at 2K19's Starting in the off-season mode, take a look at what we maybe could have gotten Jimmy Butler had we dealt with this issue a little sooner. We're also going to take a look at the current situation, so where the team is at right now and kind of what are some of the options for the Timberwolves uh, in the realistic scenario that we've put ourselves in uh, today. So here we are on the off-season, taking a look at what we have. So we start with league meetings pretty much each time we do this off-season. Take a look and see if anything actually does get changed. In this instance, we do have a change, a sudden death rule. If a game goes into OT, the first team to score an OT is deemed the winner. So that's actually kind of cool. I don't know that I've ever had that happen here in 2K. I'm interested to see what ends up uh, uh, changing, and how this uh, reflects the actual game itself. Again, since we are doing the actual offseason, you do go through uh, literally everything. So in this case, we do have the, you know, you go through things like the draft lottery, which in this case, the Wolves are not a part of, so we will skip ahead from that. But we will go over the results. The Magic do end up winning in this scenario, the draft lottery. And it goes Kings and then Grizzlies as far as uh, who gets what pick. 
So moving on to uh, staff signing, we do still have Tom Thibodeau here, but given where we're at, if we're going to go the route of trading Jimmy Butler early, we are also going to do what many people thought the Wolves should have done in the first place, and that is we are going to fire Tom Thibodeau. So Tom Thibodeau has been fired. The guy that we're actually going to bring in as our coach is a guy that gets really good in this game. We're going to bring in Michael Stoffer, very good head coach. Now, the one thing you will notice in 2K19 is that you do end up having to give uh, a little more money to a lot of the coaches in simulations as far as my league is concerned. So when we're going through, in the old game, you could definitely get the interest meter to jump up a lot quicker. Now, you, you really got to pay these guys. You really got to show them the money if you're going to get them to join your squad. And that's okay. You can do that. Uh, you know, at this stage, we have $10 million in cap space. So the key is going to be really making sure we get at least a head coach and a trainer, as those are two of the most important positions, uh, along with a scout can be pretty good. Uh, you know, drafting is going to be key here. Now, the one thing we did do is we made sure to use the, the standard, the 2018 draft class. So all the guys that were drafted this offseason, and this is directly from 2K, this is not user-created. So that tends to be a little more realistic. Again, with a trainer, we will mention that that's one position you really want to overpay for. So all the different options, there's a ton of them available. We're going through, in terms of who actually we needed, so we fired Tom Thibodeau, so we actually needed every position except for assistant GM. So assistant GM is the one thing we did not need. And obviously, if you're doing my league, you are the GM, so you don't have to sign yourself an actual GM in the game. So far, it looks like we're going to have a pretty good shot at getting most of these guys. Uh, Trent Peterson, by the way, is another guy to get if you're building up a coaching staff in 2K19. Very good assistant coach. Now, a lot of that's going to depend on how much money you have. If you're a little high on the budget, it's tough to get all these guys at once. So sometimes you might have to kind of pick and choose. But that's okay. CFO generally is the one that I don't feel is most important. But you still want to get someone decent uh, for most of your positions if you can. So, so far, so good. We have put our offers to everyone except for the CFO. So CFO is going to be the last one we offer to. We'll go after the top guy, but it might be tough to bring in all these guys in terms of salary. So the head coach uh, is looking for $7 million. You're looking at over a million for the assistant coach. Trainer's getting like four to 500000 Uh Same with the head scouts making a, you know, a pretty decent chunk of change. The top CEO, by the way, or sorry, CFO, is really wanting buku bucks. So it could be tough to sign all these guys. So going through, uh, we got what could be the, one of the most important, which is trainer. We did sign him, and we did get our CFO. The head scout assistant and head coach are all mulling offers. We did get, let's see, head scout and assistant coach, although uh, Michael Stoffer did decline our offer as far as head coach is concerned. Looking to see, maybe we can up that offer. And we can offer him a little more. So... The most we have available after signing everyone else would be $7.13 million. So we'll give them the max. Four years, uh, $7.13 million, and we'll hope we can snag him. The only position that's going to be up for grabs anytime soon is going to be assistant GM. Has just one year left on his deal. But again, you're making all the decisions anyways. It's not a huge deal. It's only going to come into effect in terms of you know when you're making trades, that sort of thing. It's like Trade Finder. So we did offer him the max we can, and we did get him. We got Michael Stauffer, so we are fully stacked as far as coaches are concerned. Jumping to the NBA draft, 
Uh, cool thing about 2K19 is how realistic it is. My trainer immediately says Michael Porter Jr. does have a back issue, which for anyone that's not aware, that is, that's real life. Michael Porter Jr. might set out this entire year. So he could be someone you might try to avoid as you're uh, drafting. All right, so again, you got to go through you know piece by piece. Uh, the nice thing is you can kind of speed things up. They give you some options uh, to switch from automatic to manual. And with manual, you can you can jump through and move through the picks a lot faster. The Wolves obviously don't pick for a little while. They don't have their own pick also. They are picking with the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder pick that they did obtain via the Ricky Rubio trade from last season. So far, it's a lot of the names that you would expect. Uh, Mikhail Bridges just went to the 76ers. Hopefully, they don't trade him like they did in real life. I'm sure his mom would not be pleased. Uh, Charlotte Hornets do take Michael Porter Jr., so he does go a little sooner than he originally did in the draft. Uh, Cecil Buchanan, I, I, I guess I can't say I know who that is. Uh, Jaron Jackson slides all the way to the Clippers in this mock, so pretty interesting there. Uh, you get a foreign player going to the Denver Nuggets, someone I am definitely not aware of. Robert Williams actually does go to the Wizards. That's a guy that I actually thought would go to the Wizards uh, when we were doing our mock draft simulations. Miles Bridges goes to the Suns, so some interesting uh, pickups so far. Lonnie Walker to the Bucks. Wolves are coming up in just a couple picks, so the Spurs take Aaron Holiday. We have one pick before us. Elia Kobo goes to the Hawks at pick 19, and now we are up. So taking a look at who's available, we've got some pretty nice names. We do have Josh Okogie, which could be a good option just to kind of stick with uh, cons- you know, what actually works in the game. We have Kevin Knox, uh, Jerome Robinson, so some decent pieces. Uh, Jacob Evans, Zanin Musa are other guys that we would look at. But I think based on what I'm looking at here, definitely one of the best players available is Josh Okogie, who is a, a 73 rating overall at just 19 years of age. The, the top-rated player is Kevin Knox, but I'd like to be uh, pretty consistent as far as uh, what the Wolves end up actually doing since they do have Josh Okogie in real life. So we do draft Josh Okogie, and then we'll simulate to the next, um, the next pick of ours, which is going to be pick 48 in the draft. Now, I'd be a little shocked if we could get some of the guys that were available. Wow, we have some pretty good players, actually. You've got guys like uh, Isaac Bongo's available. Troy Brown Jr., Omari Spellman, uh, Gary Trent Jr., Minnesota's own. So there's actually some pretty good players. Uh, Bruce Brown, a decent guy, and I know a guy that the Wolves actually did like. So some decent players, and then there's definitely some uh, 2K-created players. We already got Josh Okoge, so I don't know that it makes a ton of sense to go after, let's say, Troy Brown. But maybe a guy like Isaac Bonga could be interesting. Again, just 19 years of age. He is a uh, C-plus overall. We have Gary Trent Jr. is a C plus. And it looks like, yeah, in terms of the best options, they're all going to be C pluses. A lot of it's going to be just in terms of what age we want to go with. Looking, if we go by potential, uh, Ar- Artem Kozlov is the number one. And then you have Amari Spellman or Isaac Bonga are going to be the top guys. I think Isaac Bonga could be kind of fun. He is a B minus in terms of potential. He is the uh, seven, he is the almost seven feet, I think he's six foot nine point guard so he's a very interesting prospect and actually you know what good time to mention we did look for trade offers on draft night for jimmy butler because that's kind of the point of doing this whole scenario and there were no offers found so what we're going to do is after the draft we'll take a look and see if there's anyone that's willing to maybe make a a decent trade for jimmy butler 
whether we can get future picks, whether we can get some young players. We're going to take a look at all our options. Uh, and when we did a future or a past simulation, the one uh, the two teams we did look at were the Lakers and the Sixers specifically. Last time the Sixers offered us Dario Saric and Robert Covington, which would not be too bad. So one thing we will do, actually, we'll take a look and just see who – so we, if we add Jimmy Butler to a trade, and we'll see if there's anyone out there that's willing to trade some decent young players. Whether So instead of going through the trade finder, if we just search out a trade. So looking at who is available, I'm going to go to a couple teams, like we talked about, the Lakers and the 76ers. I just think those are two teams that could definitely use Jimmy Butler. Now, again, there's a lot of teams that could use him, but there's probably not as many teams that are willing to trade for him. Another team I had someone mention to me recently was the Knicks. So the Knicks are kind of an interesting trade partner as well, just given there's been talks of maybe looking to uh, team up with Kyrie Irving if he was to go to the Knicks. So there's definitely some options there as well. So we're starting with the 76ers, if we can look at them, and then we'll take a look as well at the Lakers. So for the 76ers, we'll see what they're willing to to unload. There's not... They've got some good young talent, but there's a lot of players, you know, whether it's Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, all the main guys that they are not willing to part with, which is not ideal for us. But if you can get a guy like Saric, if you can get a guy like Covington, maybe get a pick involved as well, that's uh, that's not too bad. Uh, one, one year that could be nice in real life would be getting a pick in 2021. 2021, for anyone that's not aware – now it's not set in stone, but that's a there's a good there's a good opportunity to grab a really good player in that draft because that'll be after that'll be the first year where they've included high school players again. So it could be interesting if we could get a pick like that. So we're looking at the Sixers. So we've offered them Sarich, Covington, and that unprotected 2021 first for Jimmy Butler. Unfortunately, they are not interested in that. Let's see if we can maybe that you know that they, they they at least said you know there's possibilities so maybe we can include a future pick of our own like a second round pick and maybe that would swing the deal in our favor i mean i like second round picks but if you can make a a pretty good deal to get some decent players uh, and a future first round pick that's not too shabby there it is so we actually were able to trade with the 76ers we traded jimmy butler for robert covington dario Saric, and a 2021 first we did have to include a few second round picks as well uh, three actually specifically to get that deal done but one of those was not ours it was an additional second round pick that we did have so not a bad option we will now simulate to the end of the draft and then take a look at the rest of the offseason and then do some simulations to see how this wolves team does fair going forward we're at free agency now we're going to take a look at what we can do with the roster. So here's the roster currently as it stands. We have Carl Towns, Andrew Wiggins, we have Jeff Teague, Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Taj Gibson, Gorgie Jang, Tyus Jones, Josh Akogi, Justin Patton, who for those of you that have not heard this yet, Justin Patton did just break his other foot. So he had all those issues with his broken left foot. He was rehabbing and recently in a workout he did break his right foot. So Unfortunately for him, his career is looking like it's just not going anywhere anytime soon, which is really unfortunate for Justin Patton. Looking at the rest of the squad, though, you got some decent players, but you're pretty cap maxed out in terms of cap space. So we're going to look to see if there's anything we can do to possibly move on from some of these players so that we can actually be a player in free agency. So you look at Jeff Teague, for example. I would not be 
upset if we could find a way to move on from Jeff Teague. As much as I like him, I think there's just some better options out there. Uh, 76ers offered us a decent deal of TJ McConnell and, and Luau Cabarro. For anyone that doesn't listen to our show consistently, Cabarro is one of my favorite players. I was a huge fan of him when he was in the draft. Gorgie Jang and Jeff Teague for Hassan Whiteside and Jordan Mickey is a crazy interesting trade. We definitely will have to consider that one. Uh, oh, this is great. Uh, this is this is fantastic, and I'm not even questioning. We're taking it. We're taking this deal right away. Ricky Rubio and Tony Bradley for Jeff Teague. That is, it's a done deal. We're taking that deal as fast as anyone can say yes. I know a lot of Wolves fans look back to when we picked up Jeff Teague and when we also, uh, before that, traded Ricky Rubio, and they look at that as when it all started to get bad. And I would have to completely agree. So it's good to get Ricky back in a Wolves jersey. Looking at the rest of the squad here, Gorgie Jang, if we can... I mean, he's here. That's the thing. I don't think Gorgie Jang is realistically going to go anywhere. I'm going to keep him. Uh, Justin Patton, I wonder what kind of... If he has any sort of a value, I w- that would be ideal. We could get a future first-round pick if we include... Or a future protected first-round pick from the Bulls if we include a second-round pick. We could get Zizic, uh, Semi Ojale, and Abdel Nader, Juwan Evans. Some interesting pieces for sure. Uh, you could get a lot of protected first-round pick from the Jazz. So the Jazz are, are loving making trades with us, clearly. Uh, the Knicks are another team. I think if we can do that, we'll do that. We'll go that route. We're going to trade Justin Patton for the the Knicks. 2020 uh, pick from the the Knicks in this deal here. That they agreed to, so we moved on from Justin Patton. Taking a look at the rest of the roster, we'll make sure there's no one else that we want to get rid of or move on from. In terms of, I think Taj Gibson is a guy we could look to move on from, although we don't have any other power forwards necessarily. Well, Darius Sarge, I forgot, is on this team. I think, you know what, we're going to move on from. We're going to move on from Taj Gibson. One thing we will also not do is we will not try, try to sign. Derek Rose, because that's not what we're doing here. Wow, we've actually been offered a, a top five protected pick from the Chicago Bulls in this simulation. That is going to be, or the Jazz are trying to make a trade. Uh, you're getting a lot of different options here. You know what we're going to do, actually? I love this deal. We're going to pick up a Scal of BCA uh, from the Kings. So it's a Scal for Taj Gibson. I like that deal for us quite a bit. We're going a little younger. I'm a big fan of Scal. Loved him at Kentucky, and he's actually a friend of Carl Towns, so I think it's a good option. So we go back to the moratorium in terms of what we have. So cap room uh, is not good. We are, after everything we've done, so we're at minus, so negative 25 million. So we've got we've got a little cap space, which is which is not too bad do not have any cap space we are definitely in the hole here it's gonna be a little tough to sign a lot of these guys we're probably gonna look at some some of the younger players maybe a a guy that was undrafted and that we could maybe pick up for the cheap so there's a couple guys that are actually still available that we could look to sign Kevin Herter would be an interesting option you have Zaire Smith as well Gary Trent Jr. is actually available Uh, Anthony Simons and these are guys that we could get uh, they're not super expensive, although, man, Kevin Herter is expected. He's trying to get 11 mil a year. Uh, good luck with that one, buddy. I do like the potential of a Zaire Smith. If we could sign him to a, a four-year deal, that would be pretty interesting. So we're gonna, we'll are gonna we do that. We're going to look to grab Zaire Smith. 
I just think he could offer a little bit of position flexibility uh, for one. Now, if we could get a big man, that wouldn't be bad either. As Patrick Hendricks is available, uh, 19 overall, he is a 60, or sorry, 19 years of age, a 65 overall. We have Jacques Gerbeau, who is, uh, for anyone that has, hasn't played previous versions, there's a, a, a foreign player with the last name Gerbeau that gets pretty good, so that's not bad. We do have Mitchell Robinson's actually available. I think we're going to go after him if we can get him. So we're going to offer both those deals. Remember, this is the first day of the moratorium, and it looks like we can get Zyra Smith and Mitchell Robinson, which would be a pretty good haul for us. We are going to renounce the rights of pretty much every single player, maybe maybe yeah, every single player. So we've renounced all the different rights to different guys, and we did assign Zyra Smith and Mitchell Robinson. So not a bad haul for us. Again, we're obviously embracing the youth for the most part, but you have some nice quality veterans in, you know, Covington is still relatively young, but him, Sarge, and Rubio have been in the league. You still have Towns and Wiggins, so a pretty good squad uh, to start off with. We, we just don't have a lot of cap space. That is the only downside uh, going forward here. Looking at some of the other uh, players that are available, you have a guy like Zach Levine, who's actually a free agent, but again, he's a little bit out of our price range, depending on what he actually asks for. So, we will see. So right now we're at 11 players. When those two guys sign, we'll be at 13. So we can sign up to two more guys if we want to, and we can get some two-way players as well. So if we go a little younger, I wonder if a guy like Hamadou Diallo would accept any sort of a – nope, he makes a little too much. The goal would be to find a guy that's young but still a decent overall. So this Patrick Hendricks, if we could sign him to a two-way contract, that wouldn't be too bad. He didn't say no. That's a good start. There are some players, when you offer them a two-way deal, they will immediately turn you down. So we also have a Clint Rowland. He's a 19-years-old, 64 overall. Could be a decent option for a two-way contract as well. Remember, you do get two two-way contracts if you do want them, and they both do agree. So those are decent deals for two-way guys. Now we have one day left for the moratorium. Again, we can sign up to two players. Looking at who else is still available... Some of these guys are not in our price range. There's a lot of shooting guards. Shooting guard depth is definitely there. Jared Vanderbilt, a small forward, could be decent. I think he might be a little bit out of our price range. We'll see. Well, we might be able to get him. He's not making a ton of money. He's making like six or seven a year, so we did put an offer in for him. We already got a center, so it might not be a bad idea to get a... We have three point guards, actually, too, because of Isaac Bonga, so we're actually pretty set there. We already went after a small forward. One more power forward would probably be the best option. It's a little slim pickings, unfortunately. We do have a Rod Cole, who's a very raw prospect, 20 years of age, a 61 overall. If we move to just power forwards, we can kind of get a better idea of who's available, I think. A lot of guys in the 50s as far as the younger players. If we go a little higher, you know, you've got a guy like Noel Vonley, but he'd be out of our price range. And again, we're not looking to sign him. We're not looking to play him major minutes. We've got... Dario Sarge is our main guy, so it's not necessarily a huge need. You know what? We'll go with it. We'll go after Noah Vonley just to see. So if we sign Noah Vonley, the problem we run into is we would then have to pass on some of these other guys, and I'm not willing to pass on Mitchell Robinson. So I do want to pick up Mitchell Robinson still. We also have Jared Vanderbilt. Can we? We don't have enough room to sign both of them, unfortunately. So we're going to have to make some, some tough decisions here. So 
we can look at. So let's take a look at our roster as is after the moratorium is finished. So we did end up getting a couple nice players, though. So we did sign. We went to we went to the decision to sign Noah Vonley just to give us a little more depth there. We do have the two-way contracts, which isn't too shabby. We're going to see if we can get now. Now that we're done with the actual moratorium, we'll see if we can sign some of these guys to maybe some a little more team-friendly deals. Mitchell Robinson, if we can get him just a little cheaper, that would be kind of nice. But it looks like he's going to be outside of our price range, unfortunately. But we'll make an offer. It is the first day of free agency. If he's willing to take a little less, we might be able to get him as a depth guy. We'll give him the max. So the max we can actually offer him, looking at the end here, we're probably offer. Oof, it's not, not great. Most we're able to offer him is about four years, um, eight million, which is not, I mean, he wants more than that, 100% wants more than that. I, I, to be honest, I don't blame him. If we could maybe free up a little more cap space, but I think we're pretty stuck uh, with what we have. You know, you could go to try to trade a guy like Wiggins, but I don't think we're going to necessarily get the benefits of doing that. Mm, it's kind of interesting. I think we could maybe go after a small forward. So we've got Scal already as far as power forwards. You add in Noah Vonley. We've got a couple guys, and Scal could probably play a little bit of center, although he would have to put on a little bit of muscle to make that really be ideal. So we move on to hopefully a small forward. So we're moving to the small forward section. We'll take a look and see if there's any younger small forwards that maybe aren't necessarily as high on the list that we can get for more of a min contract. Derek Jones Jr. is available. He's not making a ton of money. If you could sign him to a cheap deal, that would definitely be worth it. He gets pretty good in this game. He's very young. Uh, We tried to get him for a four-year deal. He did decline that, unfortunately. If we could get someone else, but that's kind of the the type of player we're looking for. Maybe we can get him on a one-year deal. So we've offered him a one-year deal. I feel like he might accept that, and he does. So Derek Jones Jr. on a one-year deal, that's not too bad. And we can renegotiate down the road if we want to, bring him back at a different contract when some of our other guys maybe decide to move on. That puts us at 14 players. So at this point, I think if we can get a true center, we did miss out on Mitchell Robinson because he wants just a little too much money, unfortunately. But he's another guy. If we could maybe get him on a one-year deal, but it looks like uh, we can't even get him on a one-year deal because he wants just too much money, unfortunately. We've already spent most of our money on some other players. We could get a guy like Emeka Okafor, pretty old, but you know it's just a depth position. And he was decent for... The Pelicans last offseason. So he'd be a guy that if you can get him for like the veteran minimum, wouldn't be too bad. He's one of the better available players. You have Zaza Pachulia, Ed Davis are some of the other guys that are available that are at least you know in the 70s overall, but uh, you're not looking at anything fantastic. I think we go down a little bit. We can see if there's someone else available. So a lot of the guys are pretty low. We're going to grab or try to grab a guy named Bradford Witt. So Bradford Witt, it looks like we... Even he is going to be a little tough to sign. Well, we got him, so we can sign him. So Bradford Witt, we did sign four years, uh, $18 million. He's a 66 overall, but he's just 20 years of age. He's a good rebounding center, so he rounds out our roster. So we move forward to training camps. Again, we got the top trainer available. The nice thing about that means we are going to be able to send three of these young players to a training camp 
what training camp does is increases your player's potential by you know the next step up in letter grade. So whether that's a B minus to a B, a B plus to an A minus, uh, you can definitely uh, get some of these young players uh, to improve a lot quicker. So jumping to, we'll jump through training camp, take a look at uh, the start of next season, and go from there. Of a long play as far as the team is concerned. Going by this, if you go to the standings tab, you can take a look at power rankings. The Wolves, so starting with NBA.com, they have us as 17th overall, which is not too shabby, all things considered. I mean, you're really embracing that youth movement for the most part. 2K Sports has the Wolves as, oof, 29th. I mean, I think we're going to struggle a bit, but I don't know. That, that seems low. And then Mark Spears, who is always a big fan of us, he has us as the 11th best team. So it'll be interesting to see where we actually finish in this one. So we move forward to the trade dead, or sorry, to the all-star break. Take a look at how the Timberwolves in this simulation end up working out. All right, so the first season in this simulation actually is in the books. We decided to go past the all-star break. The only thing that was interesting at the trade deadline we did end up trading Dario Saric. We got offered a deal that was too good to pass up. DeMontis, Sabonis, and a first-round pick for Saric was a, a no-brainer in my mind. Just a one-number difference in terms of overall, and Sabonis is actually a younger player. Looking at the end of the season, we finished 45-37. and 37. Uh, We'll take a look at the superlatives. Giannis, MVP. Marvin Bagley, the third rookie of the year. Will Barton, sixth man. Defensive player of the year, Anthony Davis. De'Aaron Fox is your most improved player, and Nick Nurse is your Milwaukee Bucks coach of the year. Carl Towns, by the way, did make the All-Star game this season. Moving on to the All-NBA Awards. We do not have any Wolves on those lists, unfortunately. If we look at the All-Defensive team, we do not have anyone on that list either. Although, one thing of note, Jimmy Butler also did not make an All-Defensive team for his new squad, the 76ers. All-rookie first team, we did not make any of those lists either. As far as the team is concerned, we finished as the sixth seed going up against LeBron and the Lakers in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. Starting off, we start off a little slow. Uh, 1-0, we are down. We lose 122-98. to 98. Moving on to game number two, we, have, uh, we do take it. So we're 1-1, leaving Los Angeles, coming back, and we end up winning 128-115. Looking at the box score, you have some uh, interesting pieces here. We have Andrew Wiggins with a monster game, 29 points. And actually, looking at the Lakers in this simulation, it turns out they did not end up getting LeBron James. So if we're changing things around, apparently that's a big change also. They did, however, get a fully healthy DeMarcus Cousins to add to that mix. And they did re-sign Julius Randle. So an interesting lineup. Uh, for sure. The only other differences would be they have Cephalosha and Andre Roberson to round out their roster. So I actually do think we have a better team than they do. Moving on to game number three, if we can find a way to take another win, we do. We are up two games to one, winning 112-92. Moving on to game number four, I like our chances now. We are up three games to one, one more game, and we take this first-round series. Part of the issue the Wolves have run into this season is that we have been injured quite a bit. A lot of guys missed a decent amount of games uh, in this season. Uh, They do end up tying it up. We are 3-3. We're going to a game seven. Let's hope the Wolves do not blow that 3-1 lead. 
Wolves do move on. We win four games to three best of seven series here, beating the Lakers. We now move on to take the Portland Trailblazers, who actually upset the Denver Nuggets. Denver was the two seed. Portland is the seven. So it's a 6-7 matchup. Take a look and see if the Wolves can move on. Tyus Jones, unfortunately, definitely one of the better surprises of this season has been hurt. He's going to be out one to two weeks with a twisted left ankle. Definitely not ideal for our chances here. He is uh, actually one of our best point guards. Ricky Rubio has had a solid season, but man, every other day it seemed like we were getting an offer for Tyus Jones. So three games in, we are up 2-1 to one over the Trailblazers. Moving on to game number four, we find a way to take the win. We are up 3-1. Taking a look at the box score to see who has been dominating for the Timberwolves. Carl Towns, 27-11. and 11. Ricky Rubio, 24 points, 3 rebounds, and 9 assists. So he's de- definitely picking up the slack when you lost Tyus Jones. Looking at who, actually, Tyus Jones is playing just less. The injury has stepped him back minutes-wise. So bonus, who we traded for, look at this monster stat line. 18 points, 13 boards, 6 assists, a block, and a steal. So bonus, what a great pickup he ended up being. We're looking, and we actually make it to the Western Conference Finals. This is a fantastic year one of this simulation. Western Conference Finals, we're going to be taking on either the Spurs or the Golden State Warriors. Looks like, can the Warriors pull it off? We do get Tyus Jones back just in time, and the Warriors do pull it off winning in Game 7. It was tied 3-3 going into that one. So it is the Western Conference Finals. We are taking on the Warriors. If you look at the records, 45-37 for the Wolves in this first round. Uh, or Sorry, in the full season, and the Warriors finish their full season at 58-24. and uh, game one goes to the Golden State Warriors. Do we have a shot at maybe winning a couple of these? We do get win game two. I think we were undefeated in game twos, actually, in all of these series. So pretty impressive. We end up winning 117-96. to So pretty dominant. And that's, that's a game that took place in Golden State. Game number three, they do take. They are up two games to one. Three games to one is... Can we find a way to get the Warriors to blow another 3-1 lead? We, oh, unfortunately, we have been eliminated. Looking at the box score, it's all the same cast of characters. Uh, Jordan Bell with a monster game. JaVale Bagini with a monster game. They did retain him in this simulation. Uh, obviously, in the real season, JaVale McGee did leave the Warriors and go to the Lakers. As far as we are concerned, Robert Covington had a very nice game with 18 points. Going down the list, you had some decent options. Really tough game for Ricky Rubio. He was just four points, but 11 assists, but you still needed more from him. Solid game from Jones, just seven points, but three rebounds, five assists, and two steals in this one. So pretty interesting. You got some nice pickups. Uh, Carl Towns, 21 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists. Again, this is a pretty good simulation. Now, this was to look at Jimmy Butler leaving in the offseason as opposed to if we try to trade him now. We were going to do multiple seasons, but I would call this season a definite success uh, based on how far we went. Taking a look at the actual uh, statistics as far as the team is concerned, so our player stats for, for just our team specifically – you had uh, Carl Towns and Wiggins leading the way as far as points are concerned. Sabonis was a great pickup for us. Scalabissier, I think, is a player that can actually be had. So he would be a pretty realistic target. We talk about Covington and Sarge. Those would be guys I think we would actually target in a Jimmy Butler trade to the 76ers. Obviously, we do have Josh Akogi. I will say we put Gorgie Jang on the trade block similar to what the Wolves have done, and we had no takers. So 
a definite interesting mix of players. You got some pretty solid uh, prospects, and this would be a good start. We're going to move on now to simulations involving the team as is, and if they uh, trade Jimmy Butler, which could be the case, we'll see what happens after today's interview or today's sit down, I should say, between him and Tom Thibodeau, and then you have that Carl Towns kind of an ultimatum. Bulls make an offer right now. So if we just go out there and say, look, Jimmy Butler is available. What kind of offers can we get? We'll take a look and see what we can actually snag for a Jimmy Butler trade. We start off with a team we had talked about, which obviously would be the 76ers. One thing that's been offered here in 2K, which we might take, but I don't know that it's necessarily realistic. Markel Fultz and J.J. Redick for Jimmy Butler in a second-round pick. They've talked about how Fultz is one of those guys that's maybe untouchable, but you wonder if that's really true if you they could get a guy like Jimmy Butler. You would have to think maybe that would change their minds a little bit. And if they can replace J.J. Redick, I think this is a clear upgrade for them. Makes their team that much better. Bucks offering Middleton and Brooke Lopez. It's not too shabby. If we include Taj Gibson, which if we're going the full blow-up route, you definitely probably would. You can get Kevin Love and J.R. Smith. I don't know that that's the direction we want to go, though, for a team that's would, would not, we're not, we're not in some sort of a full rebuild, but it definitely is a different direction if we're trading Jimmy Butler. So I don't know that we want to go that route. You have uh, Tobias Harris and Patrick Beverly from Clippers. Again, not really what we're looking for. Dylan Brooks and Marcus Gasol's not terrible, I guess. But again, the main value there is Marcus Gasol. Dylan Brooks is decent, but I don't think you're getting what you want. Here's a trade I absolutely love. The Atlanta Hawks offering us a top three protected first round pick in next year's draft. And John Collins, uh, the power forward. Uh, love John Collins. I think that'd be a great pickup. Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Jang for Dragic and Whiteside. It's intriguing, but that's about it. I'm not willing to make that trade. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Kata Bates Jop for Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lamb. Again, super intriguing. Love Kemba Walker. I just don't know that that's the right move for us. I strongly, I would strongly consider it. You look at the New York Knicks offering Nilakina and Tim Hardaway Jr. Another trade that's you know very intriguing. I'm a big fan of Nilakina. I think if you're making this trade, you would have to try to get rid of Jeff Teague if you can, just because I think if you have a point guard lineup of Nilakina and Jones, I like that. That's pretty solid. I think I would want to move on from Teague though at that point. We do have uh, Jimmy Butler and Luol Deng. For Brandon Ingram and Contavious Caldwell Pope, that might be the front runner right now. Uh, although again, they're not they're not taking back Luol Deng. Although if it's just in a salary match type of deal, uh, maybe something like that could happen. I guess you never know. Evan Fournier and uh, a first round pick from the Magic. We have uh, DeAndre Jordan and Wes Matthews for Jang and Butler. Which if they're taking Jang, it makes it a little more palatable, but still not a great deal. You have the Pelicans, and now this is an offer I've actually had someone tell me about that they thought was maybe realistic. So Drew Holiday and Miritich for Gorgie Jang and Jimmy Butler, I really like that deal. I, I will say, I think that's a deal we'd have to strongly consider. Luke Kennard and Blake Griffin for Jang and Butler, I don't love that. Uh, Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry for Tolliver and Butler, I'm a strong pass there. Uh, Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder, I, I would definitely consider that. I'm a huge Steven Adams fan, especially because Gorgie Jang is your other piece you include in that, so you move on from him. Here's a really intriguing uh, deal. C.J. McCollum and Zach Collins for Jimmy Butler and Anthony Tolliver. Um, oh, man, that's a tough call. 
I, I think I have to really consider that, too. These are some pretty good trade offers we're getting here. From the Warriors, Draymond Green and a first-round pick for Jimmy Butler. I don't love that the Warriors would have him, but that's intriguing as well. Bradley Beal and a first-round pick for Butler in a second. Uh, I love that deal. That might, you know what, we're doing it. I'm just going to do this trade. I think this is kind of cool. So we're going to do Jimmy Butler in a second for a 20, and it's a 2019, sorry, it's a 2021 first-round pick, which is super valuable if they do go ahead and make that change, uh, the high school change. So Bradley Beal and a first-round pick is what we're taking. I, I think this is, a, this is an absolute great trade. So we are making that deal. And we are jumping ahead to, in this case, we're actually just going to mostly sim through the entire season. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll sim to the All-Star break, just in case we do get offered any sort of a deal. Looking at, uh, you know, the team as is, the one thing that would be nice is if we can find a trade partner for Gorgie Jang, Derek Rose, or a couple guys that you definitely would want to move on to. So we're going to throw a few of these players in the... I'm looking to maybe add them to the trade block, but you know what? We're going to keep it as is. Um, so we're going to keep the roster fairly intact because if this trade does go through, I don't know that the Wolves are going to move on from Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau just because you've embraced this Chicago Bulls movement so much of, of Thib's former players. I think that would really complicate things quite a bit. So you wonder if uh, – so for this scenario, we're going to hold on to Tom Thibodeau. We're going to hold on to those ex-Bulls, and we're just going to kind of take it as is. Now, if we get the right trade offer, we're definitely going to take it. But uh, for now, we're going to keep the roster as is. All right, so the Bradley Beal simulation is basically complete. It was pretty much a train wreck. We finished 38-44. and 44. We'll quickly go over the superlatives. MVP is Steph Curry. Luka Doncic, Rookie of the Year. Sixth man, Tyreek Evans. Giannis is your defensive player of the year buddy healed most improved steve kerr is your coach of the year moving on to the uh the all nba teams you do not have any wolves that make it we did have some uh, injuries throughout the season that definitely contributed to the team uh struggling quite a bit again we don't make the playoffs if we look at kind of who played well Again, we kept everyone else here. I think that's part of the problem is if you're losing Jimmy Butler, you'd probably want to find a way to trade some of the other players. I just don't know how realistic that is. You might kind of get stuck with some of these guys. Looking at player statistics, you have uh, Bradley Beal and Carl Towns were leading your way, 20 points, 18 points respectively. So pretty good numbers there. Wiggins is giving you, you know, 14 points. Well, I think what we've learned is that if you're going to make this type of a deal, you probably do need to make some other side deals along with moving Jimmy Butler. And maybe you look to do to trade or to, sorry, to fire Tom Thibodeau. Maybe you do look to make that one of the moves you do as well. I definitely think there's some options. But in this scenario, we are just looking to replace Jimmy Butler and that's pretty much it. So make a trade with him and just take a look and see what the corresponding uh, record is and take a look at how successful they can be. But I think going forward, if you can make a deal for Bradley Beal, I think that could be a nice option. What we're actually going to do is we are going to move on to season two. We're going to go through the offseason a little bit with this Bradley Beal trade before we move on to a different offer. Season one, by the way, the Raptors end up taking the championship over the Rockets in this uh, simulation here. We do move on to the offseason. A lot of things are going to come into play in this one. Uh, one of the big things you're looking at is going to be 
Again, well, in this scenario, we didn't make the playoffs, so the draft lottery will end up being part of it. League meetings we always start off with because those can be kind of interesting in terms of what does or does not get picked up. So uh, opposing teams will enter a 1 plus 1 bonus after 5 team fouls, and a full bonus after 10 team fouls was almost there, 22 to 8. Next closest one was modifying the goaltending rule. Once the ball hits the rim, any player can legally make a play on the ball. So that would have been very similar to what you see in FIBA basketball. So we jump to the draft lottery in hopes that the Wolves can... All right, so the draft lottery, we are the 13th team. Odds of us moving up are obviously pretty slim. First, you have the Lakers at 14. They do not move up. Maybe the Wolves get a shot at moving up. Here it comes. Fingers crossed. And no, we do not move up. But again, we weren't expected to. So not a huge deal. We'll skip the end of that. So the Wolves will pick at 13th in this uh, draft. So we then move on to the staff signing. I think in this instance, you're definitely moving on from Tom Thibodeau. It's not even a question. You jump to, now again, one guy that is available here would be Nick Nurse, who's been really good. But I think we'll go after someone maybe a little more attainable. And a guy that we really like is Michael Stoffer. Fantastic. That's the guy we grabbed in the other Jimmy Butler scenario and the one we tried to grab. So we'll grab him, grab some trainers. We'll jump ahead to the draft then. We have reached free agency. We did have a decent pick. Uh, we got a guy in the draft at 13 that I think is going to uh, help us out pretty nicely going forward. One nice thing about 2K, what they've done is they've actually improved the quality of the players in the draft classes that they themselves create, which is very cool. You get a little more depth. So looking at the roster as we hit free agency, we made a few trades, and we did uh, actually start free agency by re-signing Carl Towns and Tyus Jones. So you have Tyus Jones, Carl Towns, Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins. We did make a trade of Jeff Teague. And we did also trade Gorgie Jang, a couple other pieces. So we here's you'll see a couple names that you're unexpecting. You have Aaron Holiday, Josh Okogi still, Moritz Wagner. We have Aaron Castle, who is the player we picked up in the draft. Katie Jop, Justin Patton did we bid pick him up, and then Ek Anabogu rounds out the roster. So again, we're on day two of the moratorium. Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of cap space to work with just because of the giant contracts you're offering guys like Towns. But you still have to find a way to maybe make a splash if you can, uh, somewhat in free agency. But we've got some nice young pieces, so that's a good place to start at least. Looking at who actually is available, we've got a decent uh, young players here. We have uh, Harry Giles is an unrestricted free agent. Wants a decent amount of money, but I would really consider offering him a decent-sized contract if we make him uh, a member of the Timberwolves going forward in this offseason here. You look at who else is available. We have Russ Maxwell. He's 20 years old, a 70 overall. He could be an interesting player at the right price also on a four-year contract. We offered both of them. Let's see who we have here. So Harry Giles, we, we do. Oh, we can't sign him. He wants too much money. We can get this Russ Maxwell, though, and I do find him intriguing. So that could be an interesting pickup if we can. We'll renounce the rights to all of uh, the players we have here. Take a look and see if we can, if there's any way to sign Giles. It looks like, at least the way it is right now, it would be a little tough. If we can maybe trade one more player, we can maybe free up a little more roster space to hopefully sign another guy. If if we could trade Justin Patton, it would be interesting. But 
I guess Patton's not that much different from Giles. So I think it's okay if we miss out on him, and we just hope that in the 2K Sims, Justin Patton does not get hurt like he constantly has, unfortunately, in uh, real life. So we'll decline the, that deal. But we did pick up Russ Maxwell, not making a ton of money, but a decent low player, sharpshooter, a uh, good three-point shot, uh, pretty fast as well. So 70 overall at just 20 years of age, not uh, too shabby. So we move on to, let's see here. Yeah, we've got some uh, some decent deals uh, going forward so far. Our struggling with is finding a guy willing to accept the two-way contract from us. A lot of guys clearly have a little too much pride, and they're not willing to go to the G League to maybe improve their game, which is a little surprising. We got We did get one guy that was willing to do it, but... Man, consistently, it's just time and time again, a lot of these guys are just declining, which is really unfortunate. Um, even the guys that are down at the uh, 65 overall, we had some trouble there. We did, it looks like, yep, we got two guys. So on two, we finally got some deals. A 67 overall, Chuck Neal. He's a center power forward. And we did get a point guard shooting guard, Ifinia Ikedia. So he's another guy that we do end up signing to a two-way deal. So we're at 13 players right now. We do have uh, some some wiggle room here as far as the end of our roster is concerned. Thomas Bryant is actually available. He's a player that, uh, for anyone that isn't aware, we love getting him in this game. But looks like he's looking for a little too much money. We probably need to sign min contract players, and he's going to want more than that. We're we're a little cap strapped uh, at the moment. There's a few end of the bench guys that could be decent, but. There's not, I mean, it's pretty slim pickings as far as uh, the guys that are actually going to be affordable to us. If we go by, uh, the one nice thing is, as usual, you can actually sort by uh, players that you, you know, that fit in your price range in terms of what they're expecting to get. So we'll see if a couple of these guys are willing to sign on uh, min deals just to round out the roster. Maybe get a couple shooters, maybe get uh, someone that's able to play some decent defense especially a perimeter defense if we can't. Tony Allen's always an interesting player that I kind of like for the one-year minimum in a lot of these simulations. So we do get to 15 players. Tony Allen, one of those, and then kind of a no-name guy to round out the bench. We'll jump to training camps, and then we're going to uh, take a look at the roster and then do the simulation for this season. All right, so as we look through the roster, we have Towns, Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins, Tyus Jones, Aaron Holiday, Josh Akogi, Moritz Wagner, Tony Allen, Katie Bates, Jop, Aaron Castle, Justin Patton, E.K. Anabogu, Russ Maxwell, Dedrick Grady, Lonnie Sanford, Chuck Neal, and Ifani Ikedia. Those last two are our two-way players for the coming season. If we go to, like we normally do, the standings, take a look at where the Wolves rank in terms of power rankings. So NBA.com has us as the 10th best team. 2K Sports, they're usually a little harsher on us. They have us as the 26th. And Mark Spears, he has us sitting around at the 12th spot, so not too shabby there. We're going to simulate through the entire season, come back at you, take a look at how this goes, and then do one more Jimmy Butler trade simulation on this week's show. The Wolves ended, had a very disappointing season, finished at 38-44 and 44 and missed the playoffs. So the Bradley Beal simulation did not go as planned. I actually thought this was going to be pretty good. I thought the Wolves would be pretty solid, but two years in, uh, the Wolves definitely have struggled in terms of what they've been able to do with this grouping of players. 
The one other trade scenario we are going to look at is going to be uh, if we traded Jimmy Butler and Luol Deng for Brandon Ingram and Contavious Caldwell-Pope that was offered to us by the virtual Lakers. So we did make that trade, and now we're going through and simulating the rest of the season. Take a look and see how the Wolves are able to finish. Now is the time that we look to mention our weekly giveaway. We are giving away this season, sponsored by uh, 2K Sports, a copy of NBA 2K19 for PS4 or Xbox One. What you need to do is log on to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the Howl Radio, leave a review with the word great in it, and a, winner's, a winner would be announced on a future episode on the show. So make sure you tune in each week for your chance to win a copy of 2K19 for PS4 or Xbox One. And then find out later on if you are a winner in future episodes. So looking at the end of this season, the Wolves did struggle 37-45. and 45. What we are learning is that the Wolves definitely struggle when we do the Jimmy Butler trade simulations because I think... We hold on to Tom Thibodeau, and we do hold on to a lot of his players, whether that's Taj Gibson, Derrick Rose, that sort of thing. So we are going to do a quick sim of the offseason, getting rid of some of those guys, taking care of the draft, and moving into next year, seeing if some of those changes can make a difference like we did in the simulation with Bradley Beal. All right, so after the offseason, this is what our roster actually looks like, so... Taking a look in the front office tab, we have Carl Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Brandon Ingram, Jonathan Isaac, Harry Giles, Tyus Jones, Josh Okogi, Solomon Hill, Katie Bates Jopp, Donald Carroll, Justin Patton, Luke Griffith, J.C. Webb, Sidney Jinks, and Derek Wall. So we got some decent young players to kind of round up the roster, and we're going to go ahead and simulate this season, take a look and see if this year, too, is more successful than the last Bradley Beal one. This is definitely more like what we were looking for. In this simulation, Wolves finished 48-34. and 34. We'll quickly go over the superlatives. MVP is Giannis. You have Paul McLeod as your Rookie of the Year. Greg Monroe is Sixth Man of the Year. Kawhi Leonard, Defensive Player of the Year. Most Improved Player is Miles Bridges. Mike D'Antoni, Coach of the Year for the Rockets. Looking at the uh, first teams, All-NBA, nothing there for the Timberwolves, unfortunately. All-rookie, we do have an all-rookie. Harry Giles, who is technically a rookie at this stage, I guess, he ends up making all-rookie second team. Looking at where we actually finished, we're fourth in the Western Conference. We're going to take on the Utah Jazz in round one. Take a look and see if we can be a little more successful. But already, this is an improvement over the Bradley Beal trade that we made. Also, having a little more successful second or first offseason really made a difference, too. Well, one-to-one is after two games. After three games, we're down one game to two. Not a great start for the Wolves. Can we tie it up? We do tie it up. So two games to two games as it heads back to Minnesota. If we can hopefully find a way. Nope, we are down two games to three. And can we make a run? Nope, we have been eliminated by the Utah Jazz, who really get a solid series from guys such as Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and they're led by Dante Exum with a very, very solid season. Looking at who was doing it for the Wolves, Andrew Wiggins, 18 points, and basically no other stats. What a shock there. Kata Bates' job actually had a decent series as well. You really got basically nothing out of Carl Towns. 13 points and four rebounds in 32 minutes. That's not going to get the job done, but... 
we did see a better successful season here from this second simulation. So Bradley Beal did not work out as well, but moving some other pieces around and making some trades with the Lakers ends up being the right move so far. But again, we've also seen that part of the equation is going to be getting rid of the Tom Thibodeau coach as well as the Tom Thibodeau players. So again, you've been listening to the Howl Radio. Make sure you go on iTunes, give us a like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Again, we'll come back at you next week. And until then, give us a howl.